Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Thursday, April 27th, 2023. And here are some of today's trends in the news. Now, remember, the trend is your friend. And we're the only ones in the world that give you in-depth geopolitical and socioeconomic trends analysis and trend forecasts. You see, tracking trends is the understanding of where we are and how we got here to see where we're going. So we're going to do both right now. And of course, what we're going to start off with is the markets. And don't forget, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Tell other people about it. The more people we get, the more we can change things in a positive way. And we're doing everything we can to do that. So the Dow today, it um, jumped 524 points. The NASDAQ, up over 2%. S&P up nearly 2%. You ready? CNBC. Stocks rose despite weaker than expected GDP data. Ah, weaker than expected, huh? Oh, yeah, the economy only grew 1.1%. And the street thought it was going to grow 2%. And the markets boomed up. Makes perfect nonsense. Because that's all it is. It's a rigged game. So... Um, the reason they say that the markets went up is because now the Federal Reserve may not uh, raise interest rates too aggressively because the economy is slowing down. We warned you about this for several months. When they start in raising interest rates, it doesn't take a big hit right away. It takes time. And as we said, that time is now. And it's only going to get worse. The uh, individual investor pessimism towards stocks rose 38.5% from 35.1%. The latest weekly survey, and that's the 10th week in a row, bearish, above historic average of 31%. So, again, we've been writing in the Trends Journal since the midterm elections that the markets go up following 40 midterm elections, 16.3%. And they're doing it again now. 16.3%, the S&P 500 has gone up 12 months following the midterm elections. So we're going November, December, January, February, March, April. But we're saying that you're going to start seeing the big decline come and the big hit in October. But they're going to start lowering interest rates again in anticipation of the 2024 presidential reality show. So they'll bring them down again, sharp, sharp, sharp. And that's what we're forecasting. So that means the dollar is going to go down. The dollar is only up because interest rates are up. When interest rates start going down, the dollar is going down. And it's going to go down big and it's going to go down hard. And we're forecasting gold prices rising very sharply. And then gold was flat basically today. Oil prices are down because they're expecting a recession globally. Signed contracts to buy existing homes in the U.S. unexpectedly dropped in March. The first decline since November 2022. 
The uh, home sales fell 5.2%. The bet on the street was that there were going to be a gain of 0.8% and pending transactions plunged 23.2%. But we don't see a housing crash, but we do see, as you well know, an office building bust. And we will get to that right now because New York Times front page story yesterday, only three years late. Office market in dire straits in Manhattan. Three years into the pandemic, floors of office buildings throughout Manhattan have been emptied by tenants who have shrunk their footprint and employees who work from home. No kidding. We won this a long time ago. And of course, as interest rates go up, they have to pay more on these floating loans. So this is just the beginning. Now we don't see, we, we, we're estimating that right now, according to Castle, the office occupancy rate in the 10 largest cities in America is around 48%. We believe it's going to go up to about 75%, but that's still a big hit because the office buildings have been overbuilt long before this happened. So <clears throat> then they go on to say one appealing possibility covering underused offices and is covering is uh, converting underused office is into residences. But of course they go on to say it's too expensive when they don't go on to say is that offices built in the last 50 years. We've been writing about this over and over are non-convertible. So there you got it. And it's only going to get worse, as we said. And as we said, you look at the cover of one of our trends journals just recently, I believe it was April 4th, right around there, death of the dollar. There it is. Another great Anthony Frieda cover. And now what's the headline? Argentina drops dollar in trade with China. Huh. Argentina will aim to pay for the bulk of its monthly imports from China and Yuan rather than U.S. dollars, their economic minister announced yesterday. Huh. Again, we've been detailing this, detailing it, detailing it, detailing it. Is the dollar going to crash right away? No. But it's the end of the empire. It's the beginning of the end. And again, when the interest rates go down, the dollar is going to go down. The dollar is up because of high interest rates. Ah, dollar falls behind the yuan for the first time in Chinese cross-border transactions. Wow. The yuan's use of cross-border payments and receipts rose to 48.4% at the end of March, while dollar shares shrunk to 46.7% according to Reuters calculation. Go back to 2010, the yuan share, you know what it was? Zero, that's according to Bloomberg, while the dollar was 83%. You see where this is going? You know why? Because we've been saying this now for, you know, about 20 years. The business of China is business while the business of America is war. 
End of story. I mentioned about the apartment buildings in New York City. How about this? 50% of families, uh, excuse me, the office buildings, 50% of families priced out of city. New York City is staring down the worst affordable crisis of the last two decades, according to a new report released on Tuesday. Nearly 80% of households that did not bring in enough to meet the minimum cost of living in the city ended up contributing more than 30% of their income to housing, the study found. It goes on to say that um, also what's happened is public officials, public pieces of shit, the ones that caused the COVID war, that they call a pandemic that wasn't a pandemic. Because again, when you look globally, 99.91% of the people are still alive. That's according to the official data have been particularly alarmed by the significant drop in public school enrollment, which accelerated during the worst of the pandemic and is driving, driven in part by back black families leaving the city of concerns about cost of living. Oh yeah. You mean when they wouldn't let the kids go to school and they locked them down? And the kids went nuts and they didn't want to go back because they hated school so much as I did. I hated every, I had nightmares about school into my mid thirties. SPACs are running out of money. Yep. Only been warning about that now going on for about a year and a half. SPAC this. Yeah. These are phony firms that based on nothing and backed by nothing got all this money when there was all this tech boom going on and they were inventing stuff during the COVID war where the government was funneling in more and more and more cheap money. And what else do we have here? Ah, oh, blockbuster for movies, tax breaks, the hookleberry up here. That's our, um, uh, governor, hookleberry, hookle is pushing for production incentives to $700 million this year. Now, Governor Hochul, this is the New York Times, is publishing, pushing to expand the program by nearly 70% using the proposed state budget to shower as much as $7.7 billion in tax credits to the filming industry. Could you imagine this? And there's this guy that they quote here, and he really says it perfectly. I'd like to say that politicians love two things, jocks and movie stars, said J.C. Bradbury, professor of economics at Kennesaw State University. Any sports team that wants a subsidy, they'll get it. Movies seem to get it as well. What fucking horseshit? Stealing my fucking money to give it to these fucking clowns. That shows you what shitheads are in charge. And the people, they don't know a fucking thing that's going on, but this guy's right. They know every fucking celebrity, celebrity, fucking people play something who they're not. And a guy that knows how to kick a football or catch a baseball or kick a soccer ball. 
They know every fucking one of them and don't have a clue what's going on in the world. And these dickheads, and I can't say the other word, steal our fucking money. It's fascism. It's the merger of state and corporate powers. Got it? Got it? Oh, get this. U.S. says Russia endangers its forces in Syria. Oh, this is in the Wall Street Journal uh, yesterday. Big story. Russian jet fighters and drones are harassing U.S. forces. Harassing? You know, that's, that's sexist. Harassing. Abroad. They're doing it abroad. What the fuck is America doing in Syria? Where is the outrage? There's no threat to us in Syria. They haven't threatened us. Russia was invited there by Assad. Like the guy, hate the guy. He's running the show. He's the president. America's there stealing their oil. But this is the kind of crap they put out here. And again, it's one big money game. Big money donors rally behind Biden as he launches his election bid. As I said, this isn't a fucking country of democracy. Big money donors rally behind Biden. This is CNBC. As you got no money, you can't run for office in America. That brings freedom and democracy by killing millions of people all over the world when we don't have it here. Reed Hoffman, a billionaire LinkedIn co-founder, is offered to host fundraising events for Biden. Haim Saban, media mogul and creator of Power Rangers, said, quote, I'll do all I can to have President Biden reelected for a well-deserved second term. What Well-deserved for what? Well-deserved for what? Alexander Soros, son of billionaire George Soros, said in a tweet, he's riding with Biden. Yeah, isn't that great? Isn't that great? Biden's campaign has raised over $400 million from donors during his last run for president, according to Open Secrets. Yep. Biden's campaign rose over $400 million from donors they gave under $200 during his last run for president. Okay. That's what they say. All right. You ready for this? The youngest Soros has publicly criticized Trump has visited the White House at least 14 times. What the fuck is this guy doing in the White House 14 times? How come I don't go there? Only the rich people get there and the celebrities. And according to the New York Post, uh, according to New York, George Soros donated, according to Open Secrets, $178 million in the 2022 midterm elections. It's a crime syndicate, and people call it government. And I'll make this clear. I thought, I still think Kennedy has a good shot of winning, and I thought he will win. But now I found out that Biden will not debate anybody. So if Biden doesn't debate anybody, and Trump says he's not going to debate either, the media won't focus on RFK Jr. at all. They'll give him no coverage. 
and the media is controlled by five or six companies control over 90% of it. So if there are no debates, it'll probably be Biden if he's alive. Where's the guys Holly walk and talk? Ready? Media advocacy group cites EU risks, barriers to reporting arising amid weak legal protection and limited political will. This is from the Wall Street Journal. They go on to say, the EU and the US are the world's largest and most outspoken advocates of media freedom. Both are also experiencing increasing restrictions on journalists and publishers through political pressure, lawsuits, surveillance, physical abuse, the CPJ and others have said over recent years. That's the Committee to Protect Journalists. That's right. You're blacklisted. If you come out against anything the government is saying, it's called misinformation, which is also sexist. I think we should call it Mr. No, no, not Mr. Information, gender information. Anything you say is misinformation. They're making a big deal out of this guy, Tucker Carlson, who got fired. One guy against the system, and it's a big deal. One guy. One guy. And it's news. There is no freedom anymore in this country. There's, the governments have taken over. They've robbed us of our constitutional rights and our Bill of Rights. The facts are there. I just talked about the election. What a fucking scam it is. No money, you don't run. And then you got to pay these guys off for giving you money. What do you think fucking Bill Clinton gets $300,000 an hour to fucking bullshit when you hear him bullshit for free? And Hillary. And then there's an article that came out also in the uh, New York Times today. Leaked document reflects persistent speculation about Putin's well-being. And they go on to say, no evidence emerged to substantiate the claim or many earlier ones. And the leaked documents that that guy put out that they put in jail for doing uh, give no indication that this is credible. Now, let's go back to when the COVID war started. They kept saying that Putin was out of his mind. He's going crazy. He's sick. He's dying of cancer, on and on and on. And then you had Zelensky, the guy that was played the comic in Ukraine on the sitcom that played the piano with his penis that became the president of Ukraine. Yeah, that guy. On January 19th, he said, quote, I'm not sure that the Russian president, who sometimes appear against, appears against a green screen, is actually the right one. I'm unsure if Putin is even alive. And they keep quoting this. That was from the Jerusalem Post. And you can see the propaganda. I'm just showing it to you. And this is why there's no media left. What they did to Tucker Carlson's a disgrace. I used to be on with him at one time when he was on MSNBC. I tell the story of how I was waiting in the green room. And I'm hearing this 
person going on and on and on. And she leaves. This is, but this is in her mid 2000s, maybe about 2006, 2008, around there, 2007, around that time. And um, this woman leaves. And I said, Who was that? I said, She was insufferable. He said, Oh, her name is Rachel Maddow, and they're grooming her. Yeah. So there is no media. And what we're getting is propaganda. And that's why you need to subscribe to the Trends Journal. I just read you that article where they keep putting out the propaganda. And again, it's a grand total of $2.86 a week. Here, I'm just going to give you some of the headlines. January 27th. Russian military chiefs are losing patience with Putin and can soon turn on him in a coup. Business Insider. The new voice, Yahoo. Why Ukraine should end the war by political or physical assassination of Putin. Political scientist. The Daily Star. Paranoid Putin only travels by special armored trains as he fears assassination. The Telegraph. Ukraine could bring down Putin's crumbling regime. This is from the United States National Security Advisor. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, February 23rd. Russia has already lost the war. February 23rd. Russia will be forced to withdraw its troops from Ukraine soon, says Ukraine spy chief, okay? From AP. 2023 will be the year of our victory, says Zelensky. The Daily Mirror. Putin will die in office while bullets within his back. The Telegraph. Putin will eventually be killed by inner circle. Who said this? Oh, Zelensky. The Telegraph. A total Russian collapse is surprisingly close. USA Today. Russian military too deficient to make major gains. Oh, U.S. spy chief says. One after another. One after another. You're getting propaganda. That's all you're getting. Well, again, what happened with Tucker Carlson is something. The major media is dead. Journalism is dead. It does not exist. One person against the entire crew out there, and he gets banned. As George Collins said, it's one big club and you ain't in it. None of us are. Harvard, Princeton, Yale, bullets, bombs, and banks. We're giving you what nobody else is giving you. The trends analysis, the trend forecast speak for themselves. So please support us and please support yourself. Go to trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com. And don't forget, May 27th, Peace and Freedom Rally, Occupy Peace, and Universal Church of Freedom, Peace, and Justice, May 27th, up here in Kingston, New York, on the four corners of freedom, John and Crown Street, 
And the name of it is Make America Healthy Again. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. We're doing everything we can to support you. United we stand, divided we die. Thank you. Oh, and don't forget, check out the video yesterday. I did the podcast with Judge Napolitano. That's a very important one. Yeah. It shows you where we're going if we don't do something to reverse it. Thanks for tuning in. At the Trans Journal, the best investment you could make because it's the best investment into your mind and it can change how you look at the world. Over the last 30 years, Joe Solante has been more accurate about predicting what would be happening than anyone else I'm aware of. The Trends Journal is one of the greatest sources of information, and it's uh, and it really is. You're predicting these things well ahead of time. I would encourage everyone to go grab the latest copy. But a Trends a Journal subscriber for 20 years. I just have to commend you. What you guys have put together in your latest Trends Journal, there's nothing like this out there. Sir, everything that you predicted about the economy, you were absolutely right. So I, I, I have followed you all this time. So please take a look at the Trends Journal. You correctly forecast that the Fed would hike rates quite aggressively. Correctly said that initially gold and silver would drop as the Fed starts to raise rates to one and a half percent and above. When we spoke last, Bitcoin was around 49,000. You said you expect to drop and if it drops below 3035, then it could really drop. Trends Journal, which I would encourage people to go and check out. It's actually a 200-page document, pure data-driven analysis. Gerald Salenti, the top trends forecaster in the world. Gerald, you had an interesting call back in September of last year. You said gold had bottomed, which is exactly what happened. And here we are, and we're above $1,900. Subscribe to the Trends Journal. Read history before it happens at trendsjournal.com.